Um, we were there for, I want to say 10 days. In those 10 days, oh. I selected, designed, and had created 22 suits. Um, and I brought them back here to the United States. Um, then I uh, had my very first fashion show. My very first fashion show that I ever displayed my clothing in was Oran Fashion Week in Algeria, which is an African continent, African country. So that was my very first show. I never did a one wow. show. I never did a test show here in the United States. My very first show was an international show. Uh, and then on my way back, the pandemic hit America mm-hmm. and the world shut down. Hey, hey. Hello. Good evening. <laughs> How are you? Outstanding. How about yourself? I am doing well. I am super excited for this episode. Um, Thank you so much for just taking the time and saying yes and being open to do this. Um, I I value that. I see you as someone heavily in the community as far as the influence and inspiration to so many small business owners. Um, I am privileged to introduce Mr. Luke Haskett, a.k.a. Dapper Luke. Um, I didn't know that was my bio. I thought it was another person on the phone there for a second. Okay, right on. Okay. Um, And uh, yeah, and I'm super excited. I have had the privilege of uh, knowing you through just ventures like this. And um, somehow we got really connected through socials, which is a great way to connect with other people. And you have just been so willing to participate in so many things that I have reached out to say, hey, I think you'd be perfect for this because I genuinely do. So I just um, wanted to say thank you again for saying yes to this. And uh, I just am fortunate to have you here on the small talk where we get to interview small business owners learn more about their uh, origin stories how their small business came to be of course talk about their branding because blue content design loves doing branding almost as much as love as as we love having conversation so we're going to just dive right in and find out hear about how dapper luke be born <laughs> be born awesome, awesome. <laughs> so just to cover one little thing you just said there um you know just to jump right in kind of but for the last 22 years um i was in a military and then i got out i became an entrepreneur and one of the things i definitely wanted to do when i got out of the military was be an asset to my community my peers um those individuals that want to come up and do what i do so if there's any way I can be a part of, you know, anyone's journey, you know, just even if it's giving them a few words of, you know, information, that's what I try to do and make myself available when I am available. Yeah. And you have made yourself um, so available for those who need it. Then And just being able to partner with you on the things that um, I do for my day job as a school counselor, you coming in, like, let me tell you, those kids after you left, they were like, okay. All right, I see. I see what what path I need to take. <laughs> there you go. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. And it's funny you say that because you know a lot of times, first and foremost, you know, children, teenagers, those individuals in school are very influenceable, right? And they're mm-hmm. at a point when their life where they're trying to figure out exactly what can I do, what can I my path be, and the easiest way to that is to see something that they can kind of see themselves as being. So, you know, whenever I go around young black men, you know, anybody, I try to be in a suit to kind of show them that we can be professional, we can be well-spoken and that's okay and that's cool. So I definitely like to do that and provide that kind of 
visual. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, I think that's important, especially in today's culture where, um, you know, the more street style and, and while that thing, while I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, cause you are the expert here. I feel like <laughs> it's evolved, but I think it's, it's starting to reform in the sense of that business look is now becoming, Oh, I can do this more often than just in the office or, you know, raising the bar up to say how, you know, I, I see all the time and I love it. I see all these, you know, get readies with me and how they're doing that business style meshed with streetwear, meshed with casual, but making it work to where it gives that look of uh, what am I trying to say? Like polished look, but also, mm-hmm. you know, it has their own influence and their own style. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And to that you know, point, I'll say, yes, absolutely. We are in a you know, period of time where a lot more people want to be, you know, somewhat self-made entrepreneurs and you don't have to necessarily be, you know, the suit and tie person in an office or, you mm-hmm. know, a corporate person, as they would say. Although, you know, I told, you know, both my sons, right? So for the most part, you know, I kind of feel like uh, a downfall of this kind of era is a lot of people want to be the person overnight, right? And that mm-hmm. just does not happen, right? In order to be good at anything, and I don't care what it is, you got to suck at it for a little while. Like you have to <laughs> not be good at it. Learn what you don't know. Learn that, perfect that, and get to a point where if you're in a room and you're the person speaking about whatever it is you do, all eyes are on you and you feel comfortable and confident in what you're talking about. So, And to be honest, like that definitely resonates with me because as you know, I don't have a background necessarily in this particular field but I have a talent and I have a craft that, Mm -hmm. yeah, I probably didn't do the best graphics for that first client, but after building some confidence and doing it over and over and over, I, and even still, like, I still say I'm in the newborn phase because I'm actually doing it, you know, and um, taking my time to learn new ways of doing certain graphic designs and just, you know, taking in that people are trusting me and see my, my gift and my talent to do this. And I think that can resonate with what you're saying as well. Yeah. I mean, in your, in your case, just what you were just explaining, the first thing I heard was, you were kind of saying, you know, I, I perhaps messed up the first one, but I don't think you messed it up or you didn't do it as well, but you were learning, right? Like I said, Mm -hmm. you got to kind of mess up and you have to know how to mess up in order and fix it in order for it to not be a mess up later. Or if you do mess something up, you understand it. It's not a panic moment you know how to get back right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So again, you gotta, you gotta be bad at it. You gotta, you know, make <laughs> mistakes. You gotta essentially quote unquote fail a little bit, but you know, that's going to create your lessons learned and your level of knowledge as you grow as an entrepreneur and whatever craft that you're in. Absolutely. And I think if you talk to any of the, you know, those multi-million trillion billionaires, they'll say that, you know, we see the picture of where Amazon started with, you know, that rinky dink banner in the office (laughs) and and his his parents garage. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't, I've never really looked into the story of those things, but yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, So I I would love to hear about how Dapper Luke came about. Where did your passion for fashion, that's a sound so cliche, um, come from? Where, where did that spark for you to say, Hey, I'm going to, make this suit line or I'm, or I'm going to do custom clothing. Okay. Um, so I can tell you kind of exactly 
where it came from. Uh, so as I mentioned before, I did 22 years in Navy. Mm-hmm. And while I was about halfway through, what I did was uh, I had a tour with the Marines and I went to Afghanistan. And while I'm over there, you know, literally ducking mortars and, you know, doing, you know, behind enemy lines, training and executing, uh, I began reading a lot. And one of the books that I read was Robert Greene, uh, Mastery. Uh, Robert Greene is the person that wrote 48 Laws of Power. I read that book also. But what kind of struck me in that book is when he asked a simple question in the very beginning. He said, pretty much, uh, if money was not an option, what would you be doing every day? He said, do that and find a way to monetize it, right? So Mm -hmm. for me, I've always loved fashion. I've always had a kind of a eye for fashion, looking good. Even when I was in high school, I never wore jeans and, you know, t-shirts like everybody else. I kind of wore (laughs) khakis. I wore um, polos, tucked in my, you know, pants. They called me like a preppy kid, right? And I lived in a city, in in Baltimore City, to be honest with you. So to kind of go against the grain in Baltimore City, you got to kind of really be confident in how you look. Right. And, uh, how you're going to appear. So um, when I, you know, read that, you know, I said, okay, I got to get into fashion, right? So I didn't quite know how or where, but I knew I wanted to get into fashion. And so um, Dapper Luke uh, in 2014 was a blogger. I was a fashion blogger. Um, basically what I did was I wrote about, you know, my views of fashion style. I went around to fashion shows, fashion weeks, and kind of gave my take on fashion, what was being put in front of me. So kind of giving my own voice. So I think this was kind of pre-podcast. So if you want right. to have a voice, you know, in the you know, mid, you know, 2000, 2010s, it was, you were a blogger. You were right? a blogger. Yep. Correct. So from there, um, I became a model myself, a stylist. I worked for a designer out of New York, Clavin Leonard. And he's the one that really, really, I was like almost like his apprentice. So he took me around to South Africa, Ghana, LA Fashion wow. Week, New York Fashion Week, Miami Fashion Week. And just kind of just, I was his stylist. He would literally give me his clothes. These are our models. You put them on a runway. Whatever they look like, it's on you. So, I mean, that was like a lot of pressure. And like, you know, you had talked about earlier, you know, afraid to mess up. You know, imagine a, a, a designer tells you, hey, this is my collection, get these models and put them on a New York runway uh, in three hours. Like that's pressure, right? Goodness. Um, so now was that there, a happenstance connection or was it that- It actually a- was. Well, okay. he and I, we met through uh, social media, Instagram. <laughs> um, literally like I found him cause I was just researching designers. Mm-hmm. Um, I began to kind of like some of his posts. I would comment on them. And then he, you know, liked me, uh, started commenting on some of my posts and we just kind of, you know, got a connection. Um, and uh, when I was here, I would say back in 2015, I used to do brunches. It was called the Gentleman's Brunch mm-hmm. here in Hampton Roads. And it was my way to kind of bring gentlemen together in suits. You know, again, we had these suit meetups nowadays, right? Before yeah. the suit meetup, there was a Gentleman's Brunch. So again, I was a trendsetter, but you know, folks don't want to give me my props just yet. You know what I'm saying? But we'll get Somebody to that give later. this man his flowers right now, okay? <laughs> so from there, basically, um, I asked him, could he come down and bring some of his fashion to one of my events? Um, he was not able to he was doing another fashion show but he sent his son and his uh, assistant down with some of his clothes to my event so they came down from new york to norfolk virginia and they brought clothes with them right i was like okay wow so like he really has a connection 
Yeah. So then after that, he was opening up a store. Although he was a designer, he did not have a store in New York. He was opening up a store in New York. So I made it my business to go up to his grand opening of his store in New York because he sent, he was not able to come, but he sent some of his people down. Right. So I opportunity to go up and meet him and thank him face to face. Again, I'm a very personable person. Right. I want to make sure that if it's a genuine connection, you meet me face to face and we shake hands like, you know, like men do. So we did right. that. We met. And we just kind of, you know, kind of grew closer. And I just asked him, hey, can I go with you to one of your events? And it just kind of spawned from there. Um, and then, you know, as I was getting out of the military, after I had been around with him a couple of times, um, he was kind of like, you know, what do you want to do? I said, I want to be a designer. He said, well, let's do it. So wow. um, January 10th of 2020, I retired from the Navy. That was when I had my ceremony. January 20th, 2020, he and I both flew to Bangladesh. He showed me around Bangladesh, uh, introduced me to master tailors. We went through all these different markets, got to touch, see, feel all the latest fabrics. I wow. mean, you just imagine any kind of fabric, whether it be dress fabric, shirt fabric, suit fabric, um, interior design fabric. Like this is literally where all this stuff is made. Mm -hmm. I think Bangladesh is the number three textile country in the world so you know a lot of people send their work there to get done gap um banana republic all these brands have people over there making their clothing so this is that place to get stuff made mm. so um we were there for i want to say 10 days in those 10 days wow. i selected designed and had created 22 suits um and Make i brought that. them back here to the united states um then I uh, had my very first fashion show. My very first fashion show that I ever displayed my clothing in was Oran Fashion Week in Algeria, which is an African continent, African country. So that was my very first show. I never did a warm-up wow. show. I never did a test show here in the United States. My very first show was an international show. Uh, and then on my way back, the pandemic hit America mm -hmm. and the world shut down. So that's when I got into custom suiting. It was a way for me to still be in fashion, still be working, still have an income, mm -hmm. but not be have the necessity to travel around all these fashion weeks uh, as a designer. And so that's where that Dapper Luke Custom Claudier was introduced. And I've been running that business since March of 2020. That's like an amazing story. I've heard the story before, but I don't think to that detail. <laughs> um, and so I love that. I'm like writing down all these different things. Now, do you still uh, do the gentleman's brunch? Do you? Uh, I have not do done it in a while, um, but it's mm. funny because someone actually just recently asked me that I want to do one. And I kind of considered it, um, but it just got to a point. Events are very time consuming, um, mm -hmm. like a lot of capital. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I like to do things a certain way, have a certain ambiance. I love live music. I love, you know, things that incorporate food. I don't want to bring folks together and not feed them. Right, right. Um, right. So just that expense, um, I, I kind of stepped back a little bit. And I was also doing some other things. Um, like I was working for another company uh, as their kind of greeter. Me and Chef Ponder, a uh, chef out of, he's out of Georgia. He was here living at the Rose for a little while move back to Georgia. Now he kind of comes back and forth and does events, things like that. He and I used to do a brunch on just Sunday. It was like a Sunday oh, brunch nice. every Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was a weekend brunch. It was all weekend. It was like Saturday and Sunday. Man, I think um, but we stopped. That was like an RB brunch. And we also did a poolside brunch. 
So we've done a few things. Um, yeah. I, I have not done as many events. I think the last time I did an event was probably back in 2022. And now I kind of been focusing on, actually I did an event last year. I did an adult prom. That was one of the first ones I did. And that's actually, someone came to me with the idea and they wanted me to help them because I know I'd done events before. So that was not my original right. idea, but my, you know, I guess my level of knowledge, they, and my, I guess my brand, they wanted to associate with their event. So it helped, uh, this was a mutually beneficial event, which yeah. is another term you're focusing to kind of learn. I think it's mutually beneficial, right? Right. Whenever you come up to a person, you have any, you're proposing something or you're asking them for something, um, usually try to make it mutually beneficial. Meaning it not only does it benefit you, but also in some way benefits or helps them. Uh, so it's not like you're just asking for something and you're expecting to give you something without anything in return. So if it's also, if it is mutually beneficial, it'll usually fly, especially with entrepreneurs, I think. Right. And um, actually I, that happened earlier this year. It was kind of a soft introduction of blue content design with um, the art center where we did an artist mixer and they, uh, the day we did it, they were uh, showing a new exhibit. Mm. And so as artists got to come, they got to have conversations with each other, learn more about each other. I got to have some conversations with some amazing small business owners, innovators, some creative thinkers that wanted to partner with me on some ideas based on just that event. And what, you know, is the theme here, just how you got started, how this, your, your event, how this event, and even just where we are now, is just the power of a conversation, just mm-hmm. being open to go up and say, cause honestly, I was like, I'm gonna shoot my shot here and see <laughs> what he says, cause, you know, and go from there. I know we have relational equity, you know, as far as coming in to, to be an influence to our younger generation. But, and I know we have relational equity in, in that regard too, where I was like, okay, it's a 50, 50, either he's going to be too busy for me or he's going to be like, yeah, I got you. So, you know, um, so I think what I'm hearing is just the power of a conversation. Absolutely. absolutely. And then, like you said, just reaching out because a lot of times, you know, we unfortunately will make assumptions about a person uh, or even their circumstance without ever asking them. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't even give them the opportunity to be able to, you know, answer. Um, and then maybe, you know, like you said, maybe I would have been busy, but I would have countered it with, hey, I can't do it now, but how about then? Or how about this, right? So um, it's funny because I have a young man who uh, reaches out to me in regards to mentoring. Um, he like He loves fashion. Mm-hmm. And I actually used him for some things. And uh, he recently applied for a position at a brand up in Richmond called Sassy Jones, which is a clothing line. Mm. And uh, he wanted me to write him a letter of recommendation, which I did. I had no problem doing it. And then uh, they wrote back to him saying pretty much, hey, the role that you applied for has been filled. Um, and we have another position, but we're not taking anything for that right now. So he literally kind of uh, sent me the picture of what they sent him. And uh, when he read it, in his mind, he was turned down. He was denied. Right. So I wrote back to him, okay, so you were delayed, not denied. That's so good. Like, you know, um, what do you mean? I was like, well, they told you that the position that you wanted is not available, but they appreciate you reaching out. And they have some other things coming up, just not right now. So definitely continue to follow them and reach out again to see when that position may open up. So um, again, it's not you're denied, but you may be delayed. Not everything is always going to work on your time. 
um, but you told them that you're interested and they actually respond back and now they know you're interested. So, Right. And I think like that's such a great thing to take with. And usually at the end, I, I ask, you know, my uh, interviewees or those who I'm interviewing to just share like a word of encouragement. I think that that was a, a little, you know, ahead of the game here. <laughs> right so we might have to put that in the end again, okay. but we'll um, plug that in later. We'll, we'll you know, on. no, <laughs> but um, I love that because especially for, like you said, you've been doing this since uh, 2020, you know, legitimately, I know you, you've been in fashion, but actually taking the step and saying, okay, this is my business. So you've, you've had to do the footwork to do it. But for businesses, again, like myself and other small businesses where we're trying to get out, you know, we're, we're reaching out to people and they're leaving us on red and we're just like, you know what, maybe this just isn't, you know, for me, but I think when we can adopt that mentality of like, you weren't delayed, you know, you weren't denied, you were just delayed. Like that just wasn't it right now Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be and keep going, especially if you feel very passionate about what you're doing um, as you're stepping out. Um, Can I offer a, a yeah. bit of recommend, or a bit of advice for you, actually? Right? Oh, so, I love any um, advice. <laughs> Please. So um, what I'm understanding is a lot of times you are reaching out and asking businesses uh, for something, either their time for an interview and things of that nature. Um, instead of doing it that way, why don't you create an event where you are pretty much asking anyone that wants to be interviewed to come to this event so you kind of get them in a larger capacity and you put it out there what you're doing and then they come to you. So by you having to ask them, you've asked a large group and only those that want will come to the event, will come to whatever you're doing, you know. Hey, I'm all about an event. My My catchphrase is if you give me a place, I'll fill it. Like you if, you, if you just give me the space, I will, I will definitely fill it. But that's, I, I, I will say, I wrote that down on my little notepad here. Um, Cause that, I mean, I'm all about taking whatever kind of advice for sure um, that I can get right now. And I think even for seasoned business owners, you know, we often or, or often they might get stuck in the same way of doing things, time to switch it up and maybe, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to speak to them as well. So I know I definitely received that. Um, you, you spoke, uh, you touched on branding. So I'd love to go into, um, how you came up with the concept for branding Dapper Loop, the name, the, you know, styles, all of that (laughs) things that go into like, oh, that's a Dapper Loop or, you know, this is what Dapper Loop is about or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be. How did it, how did your branding come about? How'd you piece that together? So as I mentioned before, Dapper Luke was Mm -hmm. a blogger, right? Um, So um, I knew the field of fashion that I really liked was that clean cut suit, you know, dapper look, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And it's funny because um, when I first started, um, I used to follow people on Instagram and Twitter. You know, one of the people I really liked was a gentleman by the name of Dapper Lou. Okay. Mm. Um, So... I took his and made it my name, Dapper Luke, right? Gotcha. Um, some people think that I got it from Dapper Dan. Dan. I didn't even know who Dapper Dan was <laughs> when I was a blogger. Like he, he, he's been around for years. No disrespect to him. Right. I just, I did not know who he was, and that's we not, can't know everybody. Already, correct. <laughs> we and, can't know uh, everybody. Dapper Luke was a shortened version of my name, Lukeman. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it was inspired by the gentleman Dapper Lou. Um, so to kind of answer your other question in regards to what is a dapper Luke, um, in the, the 
in I think in fashion, you know, people have to understand that there are a lot of people doing fashion, right? And in fashion, you kind of have to have something that makes you unique or you uh, do something that, you know, no one else has done. You know, no one has to be an not everyone has to be an innovator, but at least something unique that stands out. So for me, I was like, how can I take the suit and kind of make it more modern, more edgy? So my very first collection was, you know, colors you didn't really see, uh, styles you didn't really see, elements to a suit, like adding um, embroidery or colors that you don't really see. Like, you know, when you see suits, a lot of time it's black, blue, gray, right? Yeah. I was using colors like red, orange, um, one of my very, uh, my second collection I did was, um, it was called Coastal Sunrise. And what I did was I took a actual mm -hmm. Coastal Sunrise and I looked at all the colors within that and I created this collection using those colors. So the greens, the oranges, the blues of the ocean, um, the yellows of the sun, um, I took those colors and I made a collection. And it was called Coastal Sunrise, as a matter of fact. Um, I was supposed to show that collection in Kenya um, but unfortunately, with the pandemic, I was unable to take that collection to Kenya. But I did take it to um, Richmond Fashion Week. Um, I did a, um, I did a virtual fashion show. So I was one of the very first to do a virtual fashion show. Hmm. Um, again, I'm setting all these trends, right? I need look credit. at you go. Come um, on, man. <laughs> and uh, I did take it to uh, Ghana, and I took it to Tanzania. Um, so I was able to take it to those places. Oh, sorry. I thought I thought there was like a connection or something that dropped um, and I was writing stuff down. So maybe I just kind of my <laughs> went out for a second. Um, awesome. 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 So are there any are there any branding elements that you stick with when it comes to, you know, when you're marketing, when you are presenting yourself um, on Instagram, um, when, you know, you're curating what your fashion shows are going to are going to be about are there any elements that you that are like this is this is my foundation to what yeah. my business is about um so again whenever you see me um post something i'm usually in a suit um i will usually be in a suit because again that's where dapper luke you know if you always saw dapper luke in jeans and a t-shirt you'd be like okay what's so dapper about this guy mm -hmm. so you know it's important that i wear not only a suit a suit by my brand and a well-fitted suit right right because again it has to fit you properly um i tell people all the time right you know a suit most folks will never ask you who made that suit or what like who's the maker of the suit but if it fits incorrectly, they're going to tell you, hey, your suit don't fit right. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's, know, like, it's important on, wait a minute. that, you know, whatever the name of the suit is, it fits you properly. So that's very important. When it comes to my fashion shows, again, I'm, I'm usually one of the few folks that actually have like a formal look and kind of your, you know, I guess I wouldn't say average, but I would say your, your non-main uh, runway. So not like a fashion week. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So I you know, do suits. I make sure my models are, you know, very nice uh, built gentlemen. Um, they, the suits fit them well. Um, for my ladies, again, I love my ladies to have, you know, a nice fit suit or short or skirt. Um, I'll do those. And uh, we're going to have colors. Again, we're going to have colors that you're not going to see normally. Um, as far as like, I guess, consistently, um, it's just important that I show my clients the kind of show that I have real people that I am styling and putting things together for. It's not just me talking about it and not actually executing it. 
You know, mm-hmm. We do it, we say it, we live it. Um, and again, that's part of it. Um, I believe it was, um, what was, uh, it was a movie. It had Hugh Jackman and uh, Christian Bale, and they were magicians, right? Oh, and I think I know which one you're talking about. I but think I it can't... was called um, The Prestige. The Prestige. Okay, yeah. And in that movie, um, Christian Bale's character was a twin. Hugh Jackman did not know that, right? And Hugh Jackman's character wanted to beat Christian Bale's character so bad. And in the mind of Hugh Jackman, he had to have the best trick in the world on stage, right? Mm -hmm. But for Christian Bale, he did not have to have the best trick. He just had to have the best act, the best show. And how he did that was he lived his act. He never was out of character. And that's how I see Dapper Luke. I am always mm-hmm. me. Dapper Luke is me. I don't get in front of an audience and then I perform. What you see is what I am all the time. That's how right. I'm able to do it so effortlessly and so flawlessly because I'm not acting. It's me. Right. You're being authentic to your to your brand because it and is who I you, am right? It's me. It's yeah. not just someone told me, "Hey, you would look great in suits." So I put on a suit whenever I go to social media, and then when I'm normally around, I'm in you know again jeans and a t-shirt. Nothing against jeans t-shirts. I don't want to sound like I'm dissing <laughs> jeans t-shirts. Uh, jeans t-shirts are great. I love jeans t-shirts. I don't have a lot of jeans. I do love sweats, and when I'm not in a suit, I'm probably in sweats. <laughs> in a sweats? <laughs> no, I don't blame you. I think um, I only have like two pairs of jeans, and yeah, like. Yeah, but um, yeah, that so that's that's I think that's a part of any brand, any branding, right? Yeah, you you know people um people nowadays are kind of thinning the line between personal and business, right? And the easiest way to do that is whatever you're selling, whatever you're presenting, if it's you, if it's authentic to who you are, it's easier mm-hmm. to kind of have that connection. I'm not saying that you have to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but again, it's not like when you get in front of your people or you get in front of your customers and clients, you have to put on a face, right? Right. In order to right. Sell them, so. No, and like that's one of the things that I wanted to embed with um, BCD is just like authenticity. I am the type of person where I'm not going to do all these fancy edits or you know because it's just not me like one of the things about this podcast is you know when I was talking to my husband about it I said I want it to be just you know raw unedited conversation where it's not Mm -hmm. you know super produced or we'll have some background music just to you know clean it up a little bit um but just you know whatever we say is whatever we say I know that the people I'm talking to are you know professionals and I don't have to worry about anything kind of going left um (laughs) you know you got to be like oh um but just giving and not editing it to Uh, serve the masses but just having genuine conversation that again can inspire um other small business owners with real like genuine like oh they're just saying this because or Mm -hmm. I I wonder if they edited certain stuff out no uh and that's one of the things that you know I in the beginning when we before our interview I said it's it's unedited so you know this is what we're doing but I wanted to make sure that everything even to my social media posts simple easy clean to read because that's just who I am I I want 
um, my visuals. I want my audios. I want whatever I'm presenting to reflect who I am, which is just real minimal and kind of straight to the point. And, you know, yeah. you get what you get. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love it. it. Um, so I actually impromptu want to play a game uh, with Valentine's Day coming up. You know, everybody who's getting ready for either Valentine's Day or fellas trying to, you know, shoot their shots with the ladies or couples going out. I know my husband and I think we're just going to kind of do a quiet night <laughs> for us. Uh, we celebrate our anniversary, you know, the weekend before. So we'll do that up. But I have I was thinking of some um, uh, print as well as uh, fabric combinations. And I wanted to get your take on these various combos that we're kind of seeing now, or at least that I'm seeing now, um, as far as trends and styles and different things like that, maybe how you would style it, you know, but I just wanted to kind of get your take. Are you, are you down? Let's do it. All right. So the first combo that I have is animal print and camo. Animal print and camo. Okay. So camo is a timeless uh, mm -hmm. kind of print. I won't really go out. Um, and then for animal, the one thing I like about animal is uh, I think it really brings out character, right? And it kind of shows folks that you are not inside the box. Mm -hmm. So um, with I, I well was to do, yeah, if, <laughs> I don't if think I, I have any camo, animal print. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think I have any animal print either. Um, actually, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I have. I have camo. I have quite a few camo. And what yeah, I really I do, I have camo. Trousers. I have camo mm -hmm. pants, um, but I also have a uh, camo like um, I would say uh, kind of like a jacket, right? And I have yeah. it with some patches on it. So then I guess with an animal print, right? I think an animal print could go underneath of a mm -hmm. jacket, or you could have like a camo pant and have an animal print shirt. The beauty of a camo, even any print, right? You can kind of do print. Uh, matching or mixing, right? Folks think, you know, if I have a print, I have to have a solid on. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, camo is one of those prints that you can have. I've seen, and I've even worn a camo pant and a plaid shirt, right? So mm -hmm. I think it's something that you can definitely mix. And again, you know, you do a camo pant as a lady, a nice kind of camo pant. Maybe do a cheetah print shirt, you know, or cheetah blouse and a nice heel, right? I think that'd be really, you know, kind of dope. So, I mean, for me, yeah, they definitely go together and uh, I, I would definitely mix them. I have not yet, but I would style someone. <laughs> I, you know, we may explore, but I have done camo. I can definitely say that. All right. I love it. All right. Next one. Sparkle slash sequin and leather. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That is definitely, I think, an evening look. Um, whenever I think leather, um, I think evening um, you don't want to wear leather in the daytime. It gets pretty hot in the sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, your sparkle, again, that kind of gives me red carpet or even like, you know, party with the ladies. So, yeah, definitely I can see those two things together. A nice, you know, long leather boot, maybe like um, a leather skirt. And then, you know, we'll do some glitter as a top for a young lady. Um, for a guy, I don't know how I can do glitter on a guy. But I would just simply say definitely leather pants and maybe like a glitter shirt, right? Um, a little shimmy sparkle in there. Yeah, you know, or even <laughs> just have some glitter on a shirt, not the whole shirt, right? Um, or some sparkle on there. Um, so I think we'll do that. And then maybe even um, we can do a kind of a blazer and we can do some what we call uh, embroidery, which can be a, a kind of a glitter effect 
uh, with that embroidery, I think would be pretty dope. Yeah, I like that. I like, um, I always love, I have a black leather jacket and I think um, definitely in the evening I have learned my lesson of not wearing it out. Oh, it's good. It'd be cool enough. No, I've learned my lesson with that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I do love a good leather jacket as like a staple in the closet. Okay, next one. Silk and velour or velvet, whichever or cashmere, whichever the budget allows for 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 our listener. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So silk, I typically think silk is like a dress or a um, a dress or a uh, shirt, right? For a guy, kind of a silk shirt, mm-hmm. uh, a really nice silk dress. And I think you can kind of go over it with like a cashmere throw or cashmere uh, around the elbows and shoulders of the young lady, maybe like a sweater or a throw. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to kind of keep that layer of, of warmth because although you have that silk which is very you know thin breathable fabric you can have that you know velvet you know or that uh, cashmere sweater to kind of keep it warm and you know it gives it a light touch so it's not just the silk it's uh it's mixing those fabrics mixing those elements to kind of bring one kind of comfy look together so, uh, yeah and the whole layering um thing is really in now where um absolutely. yeah and I was uh, uh, talking with someone about that too in, in, a, in another interview, just that layering um, look, which for me, I like it. I like the aesthetic of the layering look. And I, you know, I try to be trendy, um, but I think my go-to is very minimalistic, you know, interchangeables, capsule closet. And so, you know, if it fits in the trend, great. If not, I'm good with it too. Um, all right, last question. Um, this is all about you. What would you say is your favorite color combination um, and or print combination? Color combination. So um, my favorite color is green, right? So I like green. I think that's the new masculine color. Um, again, you know, folks were, you know, black, blue, gray, you know, to be a guy, right? I think green is definitely <laughs> an evolving color. And actually this year, I've seen a lot of my clients come in and say, hey, I want a sage green tuxedo. I want a sage green blazer. Yes. Um, so green is definitely, you know, getting its rounds. And um, I think green looks really good with, you know, yellows, golds, oranges. You know, it's an earth tone. I think it goes well with any other earth tone, whether it's mm-hmm. brown, um, whether it be a tan, whether it be an orange or yellow. If you can kind of, you know, see it in the earth as a color, I think it goes well with green. So that's why I like that. Was there a second part to that question? Oh, yeah. Your favorite print combo. So, like, florals and stripes or I don't know. I'm a plaid guy. I like plaid. You like plaid. plaid. Yeah, I like plaid. Especially in a suit. I think a plaid really gives it a layer of, um, and not just off the rack, right? This is custom. Right. a very custom look. Um, Back in the day when, you know, a suit (laughs) was a man's uniform, this is like the 50s of 1900s, right? That's like, oh my God, 1900s, that's so long ago. (laughs) Right, Um, no, it's not. We're (laughs) at the 1900s. (laughs) 1950. Oh my goodness. We are part of the 1900s, Luke, I just want you to know that. I was born in 1980, so yes, I am, absolutely. Um, But uh, I think that they had a lot more suit prints available. Now you very rarely see like plaids and pinstripes. Um, you'll see more solid colors, mm-hmm. uh, and then even the styles of suits. And I used to have like double breasted all the time, and two mm-hmm. button, blue button, peak lapel, shawl lapel, notch lapel. You don't really see those things anymore. The fashion yeah. of that era was 
insane. Like I just love, I, I would love if I could be transported to just the fashion side forget all the societal you know things going on but just get me in somebody's closet (laughs) for a minute just just be a stylist back in the day and I think you know and I and I I'm finding this out myself right so when you are uh, someone that wears a lot of suits you just can't have one style of suit Mm -hmm. you gotta like you just said you have to even have to have someone of a you know we call it a capsule look for you know suits where you take three suits and you're able to interchange them, right? You can do mm-hmm. the blazer with one, with the pants, or the other with the vest of another. So those, you know, three suits, you know, each being three pieces, you can come up with about 20 different looks, you know, between those elements. So it definitely gives you a very versatile um, wardrobe with not a lot of things needed. Just those three suits, um, different color shirts, different accessories like pocket squares and bow ties. Um, and ties and then you can create looks for days so yeah Yeah. interchangeables are definitely game changer Um, so if you're starting a business and you're balling on a budget get you some interchangeables Uh, (laughs) all right oh my gosh I have had such a pleasure of learning so much more than I than what I thought I knew about Dapper Luke Um, and learning more about you of course and before we close out this episode i would love to i know we're circling back around feel free to reuse that first phrase but if there was any type of advice encouragement inspiration that you could give those starting their business well into their business and just need a pivot um what would what would those words be um so first and foremost you know congratulations on you for starting having the idea or having the bravery to get into this space which call entrepreneur it's not easy, right? And it's one where you're going to have, you know, as you say, kind of trials and tribulations, but just keep going. Um, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And at the end of the day, you know, it's not about uh, necessarily a financial gain, although you can have a financial gain from having a business. It's about doing what you love to do every single day, getting up with a purpose, right? The majority of those people that live to be 100, um, people kind of associate, how did you live so long? It's because they were getting up and they were had a, a purpose every single day. Um, mm-hmm. They love what they did, right? So, you know, if you can do that, if you can find that, um, you're living a life. I love that. That's so great. That's That's really encouraging. And just, again, doing something that you love and understanding that you know, it's not all about that dollar. And the minute it becomes about that, you're going to lose that passion yeah, absolutely, uh, for absolutely. it, for sure. Well, Luke, thank, thank you, you again. Oh, yep. No, no you're ahead. good. Say no. it again. <laughs> I was going to say money come and money goes. But like oh. I said, you know, mm-hmm. and then. Yeah. And then. Oh, did I lose you? <laughs> All right, folks, I think we did have a technical that time. Um, And so thanks for tuning in to the small talk. Um, Leave us some feedback. Check out Dapper Luke. He's going to be tagged in the description below where you can find him on Instagram. And we will catch you back for the next episode. Thanks.